Welcome to the Just Pause podcast with me, Claire Edwards. Today we have a listener story with Laura Malik. Laura has had slightly more of the mental um, side of the perimenopause symptoms, so we talk a lot about that. And she has also been to Dr. Louise Newson's clinics. Um, she's gone um, privately rather than going through her GP. So we also unpack what that looks like if anyone is interested in following the same path as Laura. But I hope you enjoy this episode. And before we begin, let's take a smooth breath in, a long breath out, and just pause. Laura it's really nice to have you on the podcast today um yeah it's great that we've actually finally got this to happen (laughs) because it's taken us a little while um but I'd love for you just to tell everyone a bit more about yourself so you can say name um, age if you want to the job that you do um anything that you want to share would be great yeah of course hello everybody um my name is Laura Malek I'm um I'm originally from Romania actually been living in the UK for about seven years now um professionally I I'm a trained teacher I worked with uh, little humans my most of my life um I was a teacher I worked as a nanny for a while so I that's what I did as I said half of my life um and when I moved to the UK I actually trained to become a health coach Um, I studied counseling as well Um, I added different skills to my to my practice like EFT um, tapping and so on and um, in 2019 I changed career a bit um, in the sense that my health coaching business is sort of on the back burner at the moment since 2019 um, and I became a Thermomix advisor and team leader um, and I'm showing people the magic of Thermomix Amazing. <laughs> um, and yes yeah, so my my main I, I always say at the core of what of everything I've done um, in the recent years is basically helping and inspiring people to live a better life, um, be it through food, be it through, you know, um, EFT um, tapping and, and releasing trauma and health coaching. And But at the core of everything I do is just inspire others to live a better life. That's really lovely. And I know some people might be listening to this and going, oh, are we kind of listening to a, um, a kind of interview where we um, talk to a specialist and things? But I've actually got you on almost for the opposite reason. Um, it's to tell your personal story because again me and um, Laura had a lovely lunch and actually met up in person um, so we have been friends for a little while and as uh, life happens you go for sometimes many years without seeing people <laughs> we did get together for a lovely lunch um, and just what what you were saying I just said I would love for you to kind of come onto the podcast and share this um, because I didn't you didn't even know that I did a podcast at that point or was doing anything so um you just was kind of telling me and I just thought so many people will I'm sure be in potentially the same position as you um especially because of the job that you do kind of supporting other people with their health and wellness and um I'll kind of leave you to tell uh, the rest of the rest of your story without going into it um, with too much detail. But yeah, if you want to give 
us a little bit of an outline of where your um, maybe perimenopause journey began that would be really lovely yeah well I I'm still to find out Claire where it began where it <laughs> and began. when it began because um, I I just turned 40 this year and um, I didn't look at my I, I struggled with my health in the recent years um, even though from you know my point of view i kind of see i have a pretty healthy diet um i'm i'm health conscious um i know i could i could move my body more for sure but it it was pretty okay um and despite that i actually struggled um with my health in the recent years um and it was very annoying (laughs) Um, (laughs) knowing what I know and not being able to pinpoint you know to understand what was going on in my body Um, and menopause was probably the last thing I looked at and (laughs) and that was that was mainly because of my age because I I can't be I can't be going through that Um, And I didn't know much about menopause because I wasn't prepared. I was hoping to look at that in like 10 years time from now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was just, um, it took me by surprise. Okay. It, um, and I started having like really, I didn't have many of the physical symptoms that people describe. And maybe that was one of the reasons I didn't look at it in that way. You know, I didn't get hot flushes and, you know, all, all, all the, the, the physical things that come with, mm-hmm. uh, with menopause and perimenopause. But I did have all the mental ones. Um, from somebody who I I do ice baths, I, I meditate, I, I do EFT tapping. I'm a happy person. I know yeah. how to get myself out of whatever's coming. I, I like to, I always say I, I never put labels on things. There are no bad or good things. It's just things that serve us or don't serve us. And I, I'm, I'm always I was always a positive person and I got to a point where I was extremely anxious and I was, um, I would say I was depressed, um, but I don't want to use that word lightly. So I didn't get the diagnosis for that, um, but it felt like that. Um, I just had days when I didn't want to get out of bed and I was crying a lot and I was anxious for no reason. And I I kind of associated that with, with lockdown as well. I was saying, okay. oh, maybe, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's why I feel that way because many people feel that way. But in all fairness, I kind of like lockdown. <laughs> I know it's not, it's not a very popular idea, but um, my husband worked from home and we were having lunch every day. We don't have any kids, so we didn't have any stress. It was really nice. <laughs> um, so I just um, I just had all the mental um, symptoms, if you like that may occur when somebody's going through perimenopause 
And I came across, um, obviously, I was looking into it and I was searching and researching. And I came across um, one, a couple of books, actually, but one that kind of resonated with me at that point and I I was I started to think that this might be the thing that's happening to me was Louise Snewson's book um her first book so I read that book and I was like oh my god this is exactly what's going on um so yeah it took me it took me a couple of years Claire to um understand that I was actually going through perimenopause in my late 30s yeah which uh, you know must as you say have been a shock because I think everyone just goes oh that will also happen like much later on and I don't have anything to worry about um and perhaps I don't know if you'd had the um awareness you did so well to go and find things it's so nice that you you did that and um did you go and talk to your GP at all or did you um, kind of just try and do things yourself? No, I didn't go to talk to my GP. To be honest, I was a bit scared that they will diagnose me with depression and put mm-hmm. me on antidepressants. And that was one of my fears um, okay. because I knew it was a gut feeling that that wasn't the problem and that wouldn't have helped. Um, so I just listened to my gut. Um, I've been doing, as I said, I've been I've been doing this work for a while and I, I'm teaching people how to listen to their bodies and their gut. And um, yeah, I just listened to my gut and I went, I actually went in private. I, I went and I, I did all, um, after I did all the research myself, I decided to um, have an appointment I went actually to Louise Newson's clinic um, oh amazing wow yeah oh, that's incredible um, and how do you mind sharing what that experience was like for anyone that might be thinking they're in the similar position and they're not sure what the next steps are it's just great I, I you you can have a proper conversation with somebody that knows what they're talking about um, you might find that with your GP I've heard there are some amazing GPs out there that are trained and they know a lot and they look at this um, um, and help their patients um, so you don't have to go in private if you think your GP can help you in that way um but yeah the, the experience was great you had you have about 45 minutes to an hour conversation with a health practitioner um and you go through all of your symptoms and i already knew what i wanted <laughs> i kind of went there as like yeah i know already but it was really really helpful to to have that confirmation that i'm not going crazy and um this can actually be just my hormones mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend if you have any doubts. You know, I'm not. This is not medical advice in any way, um, but if you have any doubts or any suspicions that you might be in the same situation, regardless of your age. Um, I would say go and have a conversation with your GP or book an appointment in private if you can do that. Um, it's really, really helpful. At least you know where you are and if that's what's happening. Mm, yeah. And I'm guessing, did that make you feel a bit more confident when you'd left of 
cool okay this is what what it is did you come away with um any treatment if you wouldn't mind talking yeah. about this you can just say no no not to talk about it <laughs> yeah no i i went into um i know th- this again this is something that um some people don't agree with they they go and look for natural natural remedies and that's fine that's that's perfectly fine um they didn't work for me anymore i've done that for a while and they just didn't work for me anymore so i went and i i actually came out of that appointment with um yeah a prescription for hrt so that means estrogen progesterone and um testosterone um, Amazing. And I'm guessing they like tailored that a little bit to what they thought would help you. Yeah. 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 Is, they they guide some, you. Yeah. They guide you for what you need, which which is great. I think um I was certainly under the um or of the opinion of oh HRT, you're perhaps just given, I don't know, a tablet or a gel or something, and then that's yeah. it. But it really um should be tailored to you um to help your specific symptoms and your specific um position um so yeah really don't ever if anyone is is looking at hrt or even thinking about it um dr louise newton has done loads of amazing stuff on this i've listened to one of her podcast episodes recently and um even just saying things like um they're actually lobbying almost for it to stop being called hormone replacement therapy and actually just for it to be called hormone treatment which i think is much um yeah. feels like much more accessible and exactly what it is you know there's nothing scary about hormones and yeah. if our hormones need a bit of a helping hand then why don't we give that to them rather than yeah. almost making our lives even more miserable by not doing it yeah. <laughs> so, because we are not, I, I look at people, they go and they buy supplements and they buy protein supplements and they buy vitamin D and they buy all these supplements and you replace what's missing in your body with those supplements. Why would the hormones be any different? You know, you oh, need Lord, some. Amazing. Yeah. That, that's incredible uh, kind of comparison there for, again, anyone who is maybe on the fence about HRT or because um, even when you were talking about it just now, you almost said it is a shameful thing, but it really doesn't need to be a shameful thing. Yes, um, no, it's, exactly. It's incredible. It's really, really yeah, good that but... you've got to find what you need. And and also, I think people need to understand that science has has evolved quite a bit since <laughs> the scary stories we had about HRT um, and the estrogen and all that stuff. So those are old studies that people are still quoting today for some reason. Um, and there are so many options out there. You even when I had the appointment, I was given okay, you can do you can have this option for estrogen this option this option so you have you have options and you can do your own research and see what what works best for you um and yeah i i think people need to need to be more open-minded about about this subject because it's not doing anyone any good um Mm, absolutely yeah almost treating them as though you are supplementing your hormones more than anything else and that's that's how it should be should be seen um i think that's such a lovely comparison <laughs> i'm totally gonna steal that and definitely put that all over my socials i think laura so <laughs> thank you for that um 
which was really nice. I mean, you've kind of answered all the questions that I normally would ask, really, which is um, maybe what your symptoms are, which obviously you've said were, at least um, for now anyway, uh, were on the slightly more um, kind of mental side rather than the physical, which is always so difficult to try and pinpoint and diagnose what might be going on. Obviously, we're still doing lots of research and um science is moving forward in all of the mental health side of things but um yeah we're still by no means um very good at trying to work out what's going on yeah. there um so you did really well listen to your gut which was fabulous um i think um we're very used to um I don't necessarily mean to say as being women, because I think men have the same problem as well. You know, if perhaps you're told something by the GP or you've got a social norm that perhaps you're suddenly feeling like, oh, I might have to go against this for whatever reason. Um, you want to kind of conform and you want to do as you're told. <laughs> so yeah. it's really nice that you just thought, oh, I don't want to go to the GP because they're going to put me on antidepressants and I don't think it's going to work. And um just to have that frame of mind that you're still in control of everything and you can make the decision that feels right for you yeah. is just lovely. And and even if we go to the GP and they they tell us something that doesn't resonate with us, you know, we can go and ask for a second opinion. Yeah. We don't have to follow their advice. They are amazing people and they know what they're saying, but sometimes it might not be the right thing for us and it's no shame in saying no to something and just going with following your gut like I said and, and ask for a second opinion mm. which is great um did you buy the um, Louise Newsom book yourself or did or you, were you gifted it by someone that's <laughs> intrigued by I think I bought it actually I can't remember how I came across it I I've heard her name mentioned a couple of times and you know how it is with these things they just show in your life when you need them um and yeah I think I was uh, I I bought it yeah I it's somewhere I don't have it at home anymore because I think I gave it to all of my friends who are struggling (laughs) so (laughs) it's one of my friends at the moment um that was her first little book and then the, the next one is actually even better um um, yeah, I recommend the, the the latest book she wrote. Also, the other thing that many people find useful, I um, I didn't use it as much, but I think it's a brilliant app. Um, it's Balance app. The Balance app, yeah, it's, yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, really good that you use that as well. Even if it's just to go, okay, something's not feeling right. I'm just going to kind of monitor what my experience is uh, whether exactly. that's mental or physical um, because it's so easy I think to forget how long sometimes these things go on in brains or bodies yeah and you know sometimes you do then go and talk to a GP and they say oh you know how long has this been going on for and you're probably like oh you know not not very long maybe five years know, a couple <laughs> of weeks and then yes when you look back and you think oh my god this is like such a long yeah. time I've been you remember dealing. I told you Claire when you when we had lunch I told you that now looking back I, I don't really know when it started but I think it was probably when I would say 35 36 um so it's a long time yeah (laughs) um it's a long time and one of the other symptoms I would say um I gained a lot of weight and 
obviously, as I said, I don't move enough. So yeah, I would say, yeah, a few, a few kilos there, uh, I would have understood. Um, but actually, I gained probably 20 plus kilos. Mm. Um, and that was uh, one of the things that I didn't know how to manage because I, I didn't look at it as being menopause or perimenopause. Mm -hmm. um, and I just looked at it like, okay, calories in, calories out, <laughs> move yeah. your body. And I went and I did a lot of cardio and I've done a lot of, you know, um, CrossFit and <laughs> all the stuff that just put a lot of stress on my body. Um, mm -hmm. And now looking back, I was, I would have chosen something completely different if yeah. I knew that I was going through perimenopause, I would probably have chosen strength training and yoga and yeah. <laughs> rather than running my lungs out every day, yeah. you know? Oh. Yeah, because I guess, especially if you're not then getting the results that you were expecting from doing all of the exercise and the cardio, yeah. it then doesn't help with how your mental state is no. you're just going why isn't this working yeah. and you just push yourself even more to do more of that stuff maybe yeah. eventually it's going to work so it's very complex that's why I think having awareness about this is great even even if you think oh I'm too young to go through that um, just having awareness and from the first signs you know to look for other little mm -hmm. symptoms and, and and make the right choices for you um because yeah i i didn't see it from from that yeah. angle no that's really good advice um and i i've only started to ask this question now um because i did the um last listener episode i did was with my mum and i hadn't really had a conversation with her particularly about her experience um but it, you know, from the little bits of research I did afterwards, it seemed as though you're likely to start at about the same time as when your mom or close female relative started. So yeah. I don't know whether you, um, I don't actually even know if your mum is still around. So <laughs> apologies for that, because um, we've never really spoken about that. So um, yeah, you can let me know what the answer to that question is. But I don't know if you've managed to or able to speak to her Um uh, I only asked uh, because we we don't we didn't used to talk about this stuff with <laughs> yeah. our parents, with our grandmothers and mothers. Um, it, it was called the change, right? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about the change. Um, so I actually asked my mom um, after I had my appointment to get my treatment, and I called my mom and I said what when did you go through menopause and she said I was in menopause at 46 so she oh. stopped having periods at 45 oh right um, okay so so yes. yes so if you if you look at it that way that the perimenopause starts between two and ten years before <laughs> menopause yeah which is um, nuts, it makes it? sense um, yeah. that she probably started around 35 as well um, and yeah I I didn't know until I went through it I didn't know the answer to that question <laughs> um, did they yeah. ask you at the appointment that you had at, um... they did 
they did oh fab that's really Mm -hmm. good it's just nice to know what kind of questions that they ask you again in case you decide to go yeah Um, and that might be listening to this and thinking they might be in a similar position um but i was just if 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 listeners go on to louise newson's and i think it's on the balance app as well but Mm -hmm. on the website i think there's a questionnaire um and they can go through all of those questions and see um see where they're at brilliant that's really nice to know so you can get a bit of an idea or yeah do a bit of that form filling in bit yeah because my my score on that I think it was 36 and um <laughs> the um the doctor said to me <laughs> she's like oh you should be on single digits on this one and your score is 36 so um yeah and actually after six months of using so hrt for anyone who's thinking oh this is brilliant it's it's not a fix you know quick fix it's not (laughs) the miracle cure it might take months and months to see some improvements um for some people work straight away i've I, I have friends who said they saw um, benefits of using it straight away. Um, for me, it took a few months um, and I had to tweak the dose a couple of times and, and all that. So it's not a quick fix necessarily. So, um, but it's um, after about six months of using it, I think I, my score went down from 36 to like 12. Amazing. Which was, um, yeah, brilliant. That's great. Oh, then you've just answered the next question I was going to ask, which was how did it how did it go after you started taking your HRT? But that's it's also really good to know. Um, I think we very often uh, just assume that if we're given a treatment for something, it's going to be instantaneous. Um, mm. But it's nice to know that sometimes you might just have to persevere. And as you say, just gently tweak the doses or even change. Um, I know there's lots of different ways that yeah. you can um, put these hormones onto your body or get them into your body, whether that's placement of gels or patches. And you might find that one thing works really well and the other thing doesn't work too well. So um, there are lots of options, I think, that you can you can take. Um, and I think yeah. I don't know what the af- kind of the aftercare as such is from the um, Newson Clinic, um, whether you keep do you keep going and, and seeing them or do they give you check ins every now and again? You do have follow up appointments. Um, I think I had the first one after about four or five months. Um, yeah. And now I'm I'm doing a follow up appointment. I think every year or so unless you have obviously things going on and you want to have it sooner than that but yeah I think once every six months to a year is is recommended that's amazing oh Laura you've just been incredible in sharing all of this I think this um will be really really good for people to listen to and just know that there is help out there if you're just suddenly starting to not feel like yourself and there's not been a particular reason why (laughs) why it might happen Um, because as you say you're a beautiful human and you're very positive and happy and so (laughs) for you to suddenly start not feeling so great and not knowing why um, is is a really big deal and I expect it really kind of knocked you for six really and um, yeah took a bit of time as you say to try and work out why it was yeah. a thing. 
Um, and, and, and also the other thing I would say, Claire, for people mm. who, even if you decide not to go for treatment, knowing, for me, it was extremely important to understand what's happening to me. Um, just just knowing what's happening to you can, can be massive um, yeah. because... Y- you feel you're going nuts. You feel angry all the time. You want to kill everyone around you. Um, and you know, you're anxious for no reason and all that stuff. So just understanding that, hey, nothing is wrong with me. I'm just going through this. Many women have <laughs> um, the same issues. Um, I think that was, that was extremely important. Because mm-hmm. it takes the pressure off and you can make different choices for yourself. As I said, mm-hmm. even if somebody decides not to go for a treatment, um, but you know what's happening and you can, you can do more research into it and make different choices so you can support yourself and your body. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I've got two kind of final mini questions, um, which I ask all of my listener story um, guests. Um, first of them um, is, were there any funny, I'm going to go with funny, maybe um, things that happened when you felt like you were just going a bit kind of crazy not yourself and another option there is tragic, but you can choose as well if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> And if there uh, you anything, mean don't worry. You mean you mean things that I've done? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> You're laughing. Um, yeah. Well, there there still are. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Going, uh, I I went. Um, this was quite recent, actually, for a few months ago. I I I came in in the living room with the bottle of milk in my hand. And I was just looking around and I didn't know why I was there. <laughs> um, and I realized that I actually wanted to put the milk in the fridge, in the kitchen. And I just walked. <laughs> um, so, yeah, things like this. <laughs> yeah, good. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, they happen. Sometimes they do happen. Things like this is just very... Um, very strange well, yeah what's good. happening in our brain I'm hoping that you just laughed and then yeah laughed. of course yeah <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, amazing yeah. and I think we've kind of we've probably come out in the in our chat already but um the, my last question is do you have a, a tip of the week to any listeners that might be maybe in their early 30s and um and you just want to share something one or maybe a couple of nuggets of information that you might have found helpful to have yourself I think the most important thing would be to take time to listen to our bodies I think we live in a time when we are so disconnected and that's why it takes so long until we understand what's actually happening to us because as you said you think oh it's not been the doctor asks you um so since when when did they start the symptoms not long ago oh that was three years ago Um, (laughs) and and i think this is mainly because we we live a bit disconnected from our body and we we are not necessarily in the present moment the lives we live um 
we are very distracted and um i think my the most important thing i would i, I don't like to give advice <laughs> but um what i would encourage everybody to do is just take a bit of time every day to connect with your body um, and this doesn't have to be in a formal way, you know, a meditation, sitting in a <laughs> uh, lotus position and all that <laughs> stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be just having a cup of coffee or tea in the garden or staring at the sky in the evening after the kids went to bed or however you find that moment of peace and and quiet so you can actually be present and tune into whatever you're feeling and whatever your body needs that's amazing that's such a lovely tip <laughs> so thank you um it's been wonderful having you on as a guest laura and you've given us so much um gold there i'm sure that this episode will be massively helpful for many people so thank you so much so. for sharing <laughs> It's been great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, yes, hopefully it will help others who struggle and inspire others to dive deeper in um, into this and understand their bodies better. Absolutely. Yeah, here's to that. so much for listening to this episode of the just pause podcast if you would like to share your story and come on to the podcast and chat with me then please be in touch because it would be lovely to hear from you before we leave just remember to take a smooth breath in a long breath out and just pause